But we've just started. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? East Society Podcast, 31 Days of Horror. Tonight, we are coming at you with the 2018 horror slasher, The Strangers Pray at Night. 9th. Mike and his wife Cindy take their son and daughter on a road trip that becomes their worst nightmare. The family members soon find themselves in a desperate fight for survival when they arrive at a secluded mobile home park that mysteriously that's mysteriously deserted until three ma- until three masked psychopaths show up to satisfy their thirst for blood. All right. That was Google IMDb, a family of four staying at a secluded, secluded mobile home park for the night are stalked and then hunted by three masked psychopaths. Oh, pretty much the same. This was directed by Johannes Johannes Roberts, written by Brian Bertino and Ben Kete or Ketai. I don't know how you say it. And this stars Christina Hendricks, a Martin Henderson, a Bailey Madison, Lewis Pullman. Is that um Bob from uh no. Maverick? A little, little bit younger, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> he looked familiar. I know the Martin Henderson. I'd seen him in a bunch of things. And the three strangers, Damien Maffey, Emma Bellama, Bellamy. And Lee, Leah Lenson, and some other people. All right, uh, these the three that were strangers aren't the ones from the uh, the original film. But Brian, when was the first time you seen the strangers pray at night? I saw this in theaters when it first came out. I was a fan of the original one, like what was going on in the original one. So I was like, sequel, cool, down for it, and very different from the sequel. Very different tone. Uh, the kills are a little bit more. Well, we'll get into that. The kills are a little bit more violent in this one. Uh, different, different cast. Different, more expanded setting. It's just not one single location. It's a, it's a whole area like that. Uh, ba- basically, everything about this movie I enjoyed because it. For everything, it's not from the original is what I enjoyed because it's completely different from the original. And, um, yeah, love it. Yeah, my daughter and I went and seen this the night it came out. And I was, I loved the first one. We went, no, no. I saw the first one with her. Did I see the second one with her? 
I, I know I saw it with somebody. It was one of my kids. I don't remember. Probably my son. Probably no. Mark was gone. Well, it had to have been Tiga. I don't know. Whoever I saw it with, um, we went and seen it the night it came out because uh, I loved the first one, and you guys already heard that episode. So, um, this one, yeah, it was pretty much the same out of the three out of the strangers, but it was a different setting. Yeah, like you said, it was more uh, a bigger setting instead of just being in in a house. And it took it out into a secluded trailer park. Yeah, the kills, there was more because there was more people in the cast than just the uh, the couple in the first film. And only one person died, right? In the first one? Um, oh, no, two oh, people. We, oh, we the, did we know? If, uh, oh, yeah, two people because I, for, I forgot about the friend that showed yeah, up. Dennis from... Uh, Sunny and Philly. Oh, <laughs> I just kept I just kept calling him Dennis. <laughs> what bad luck. <laughs> yeah, he went to go help. I got blasted in the face. Um, but yeah, this one, I liked it. What I really loved about this, other than, than the kills were a little more gruesome because there was more, was the soundtrack. The 80s soundtrack music, and it fit two of the of the fight kill scenes. Uh, amazing i loved what these guys did what the director did uh by playing pretty much the whole song during uh, one scene especially that scene during the pool when that boy was fighting off uh two of them i thought that was really cool and then uh, the other scene at the end with the truck um but this one i mean it, it's pretty much straight into the point it is no well we never knew why these three were doing what they were doing and the first one just said because because you were home this one, the girl said something at the end, but I can't remember. I think she. I think I had to listen to it a, a few times. I think she said, "Why? Be, why not?" Okay, yeah, that's what it says here. Why not? Yeah. I, I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. I mean, these were just three just crazy people that just probably talked their way into let let's go out and kill people for no for no good reason. So, and that's, I, like I said, with the, when I talked about the first one, man, they, and I always say this, there's crazy people out there. I mean, listen to all the previous episodes we've done so far with, with the maniacs and don't answer that phone and don't go in the house and, and all this. The, the craziness people. And these three, these three individuals taking it out basically on the road and just killing people. Um, because the story in this one, it's uh, uh, two, a parent, two parents and uh, their two kids. Uh, I don't know where they were living, somewhere in, I assume, Ohio. Um, the daughter was going through some just some teen issues and not going to school, not basically just being a fuck up. And the parents had couldn't do anything to for her, I guess. So they decided to send her to boarding school. So they wanted to go on, well, it was kind of like a road trip taking her to the boarding school. Yeah. And along the way, they were going to stop at their um, aunt and uncles, I believe, um, from, uh, I think it was the mom's aunt and uncle. Because uh, in the very, very beginning of the film, we see uh, two people in, in a trailer. Well, we see the truck kind of just driving up and it goes to this trailer. And uh, one of them goes knocking on the door. 
and uh, the couple, the older couple is asleep, and and the the lady gets up and she goes to the door. Uh, Renee would have woke me up. Someone's at the door. <laughs> she she would have just got up and went. So shout out to her. <laughs> he was still asleep, so she got up and she went into the into the into the living room to go to the front door. Um, one of the the girls, I don't know which one it was. Um, was it? Oh, it was oh, Dollface. Hey. Dollface, she's standing there in the living room, and then ah, and then that's pretty much we don't see her that lady get killed, and then she goes into the um, bedroom where the guy's asleep and lays down next to him, and we don't see anything past that, so we just assumed she killed him as well. And then we're introduced to Mike and Cindy, and the two kids Luke and Kenzie, so yeah, they're on their way. To the boarding school they get to uh they're gonna stop at the trailer park to just see um just spend the night i guess and then take off in the morning uh they get there kind of late so they go to the office of the trailer park and no one's around and then they uh they see a note saying okay here's your keys you're staying in this trailer so all right so they kind of go get their stuff and they go to the trailer trailer the trailer Notice a smiley face on the note, and then a smiley face on the the cabin or the trailer. That's what I was gonna say. Did they put that note there? I think they they mark them. That's they use the smiley face. Okay. So I think yeah, I think they put the note there, and they intentionally sent them to that trailer. Because I th- I want to say I mean this is what I'm what I was reading here. I don't I don't remember this in the movie. That they heard her voicemail. Uh, the, the, she had called and said, yeah, we're coming. So we'll see you later. And this is what I read. And I was like, I don't remember that scene. But all right. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> that scene either. Yes. Yeah, so they were so. I, I guess they knew they were coming. So that's why they hung out there. So. And that's how they knew. I assume. they. Well, I guess there's cars in, in the trailer and no one else is around. Um, so. I thought this was. I thought it was like a, a trailer park where people lived. I guess it's just one of those places where you just go spend the night, which is cool. Um, so they go there and they start arguing with the daughter. She's not having it. Basically, you guys are just trying to get rid of me and this and that. And man, I I felt for the parents. I mean, just, if you're a parent and your and your teen don't want to listen. You get to that last straw, and they just figured sending her off to boarding school would would do the trick. But yeah, she wasn't having they, it. They seem like cool parents, you know. It's not your typical horror movie where the parents have problems and you know they're together and they seem cool. Just she seemed like she just had some some issues. Yeah, I mean, it did, it, yeah, usually there's some kind of marital it uh, differences but there wasn't they, they were they were all good with everything even the the brothers seemed cool you know he wasn't even allowing her to smoke cigarettes so he's like that's yeah. bad for you because <laughs> she just got tired of their shit and then she just leaves and goes for a walk and yeah so she uh her brother they kind of look at her brother can you go after her so he goes after her and yeah she's lighting cigarettes and he goes you don't even know how to smoke he goes you don't even know how to inhale <laughs> she's just doing I mean, we were all there if, if you guys partook in smoking cigarettes i remember that very first time i tried it i didn't know you were supposed to inhale i just sucked it in and blew it out 
uh, I can't remember one of my friends was smoking uh, Newports. It's it's always a Newport. <laughs> she was like, you got to inhale. And I was like, how do you do that? She goes, kind of breathe it in and then blow it out. It took me a few tries when I got the hang of it. I don't smoke anymore. Well, cigarettes anymore. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, keep it green. Anyway, um, so they're just kind of having their talk and, and they're walking and everything. And they, they kind of loosen up with one another. And they see a trailer that's open. And I just assume they didn't know that their aunt and uncle were in there. Um, because they just go in like it, it's no, no problem. So they, they walk in, they walk in there and they're looking around and they don't see anything. And, um, I think she, was she the one that went to the, to the cupboards and started looking for booze or whatever? I think yeah. <laughs> so the brother was like, what are you doing? And then they make their way in, into the bedroom and they find, uh, the bodies of their, their aunt and uncle, like, uh, like. They weren't like just laying there. They were like set up. What what did it say on the window? I don't remember. Uh, Oh, it just said up. It just said hello, written a bunch of times. Because when they go in there, they find them and they ah, then they go running out. Um, and as they're going, they go back to um. Okay, it says yeah. They open. They find their their aunt and uncle dead and the bodies and the couple killed in the opening scene. Back at the family trailer, Dollface knocks down, knocks for. Okay, bef- does she knock when the kids were there? No, the that uh, I I took it as this was taking place while the kids were doing what they were doing. Oh, okay. Because I guess uh, yeah, it's that Dollface girl, but she she didn't have her mask on. Uh, we still couldn't see her face. She um she's knocking, asking for Tamra and Tamra. <laughs> yeah. I know, when the when because you know they're doing a reboot trilogy. They are. Yeah. What's his name's directing the first one? Uh, Rennie Harlan. Uh, he's more of an action guy. I didn't care for his Nightmare on Elm Street, but all right. Yeah, they better explain who the hell Tamra is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just a name they liked. I don't, or maybe it was that, someone that, that's that they a killed. Specific, that's a specific name. As <laughs> my friend's Tamara, and I was always saying that, and she had no idea what I was talking about until she. I said, "Watch the Strangers," and then yeah. she watched it. <laughs> she, why why she are like, you never home? <laughs> yeah. So they're kind of like, uh eh. Well, she ain't here, or no, no one's here by that name. So uh, the mom and dad, they're like starting to get all worried and everything. So they go running out to go look for um uh, for the kids. Uh, okay, it says Mike and Cindy search for the children who are in hysterics. Mike follows Luke back. Okay, they find the kids, and then um the daughter's just ah, she's all crazy, just scared, and the son's kind of. All right, all right. And then they they get back, and then they uh the dad's like, "Wait, well, take me to where to the trailer where you guys were at." Um, they kind of weren't really paying attention where they were going. They were just walking, and then they got uh, the mom, Cindy, and Kenzie went back to the trailer. And when they when they got to the trailer, this is when they find uh, all their cell phones are smashed up, and then um the daughter the daughter and the mom are in there. 
and then uh, Dollface shows up again, and she kind of like ah, they start screaming and they go running uh, into the bathroom, and she's knocking on the door and they're, and they're just trying to basically just get the hell out of there, and uh, they're like oh no, they they can't, they're stuck in there because there's not no nowhere to go, so the, um, they see that there's a um, opening on the window uh, like a skylight. So when they go in there, they um, she chases uh, chases them in there. They go in there, and then she, when she starts uh, pounding on the door, the Kenzie, her mom lifts her up, and she gets out. But when when she gets out, Dollface starts breaking through those doors. You guys know those trailer doors? It's those those hollow doors. So I mean, with anything, well, she looks like she's jamming some something heavy yeah, and it's she... like a statue or something but like you said if you've seen trailer doors she probably really didn't need the statue to bust open the door <laughs> yeah she could have kicked it in so dollface girl comes up behind the mom and uh the girl kenzie is holding her mom's hands going mommy and then that dollface girl just has a big butcher knife and then just stabs her starts stabbing her in the back this is probably one of the few scenes that kind of bothered me because she really I, I i'm a fan of christina Hendricks. i, I like her in, in the roles i've seen her in she's a beautiful girl very uh very busty very chesty <laughs> um but she just kind of dies she doesn't put up no fight or nothing <laughs> no not really it's just like eh, all right whatever because uh, Dollface kind of it was it was Dollface, right? Yeah. Kind of just like grabs her, and then she's looking at her daughter, and she's just like, "Run!" I'm like, I'm looking at her, like, throw some elbows or something, or push her away at least. <laughs> yeah, I I would have turned around and at least tried to fight her. I mean, they then there would be no kill scenes. I don't know. I mean, if I was to make a movie, I've I've always said this well, out of all the Jillian horror movies that I've watched, anything you can get your hands on is a weapon. Yeah. Something hard, not not a teddy bear or something, but I mean, just start grabbing things. I mean, you could throw plates or cups or a, a book. Yeah. A hard a hard covered book will hurt if you she's got hit the, with it. She's in the bathroom, grab a toothbrush, stab her in the eye. Yeah, um, get shampoo and rub it in her eyes, and we all yeah, felt like that, uh, that pain. Little, <laughs> little Ralphie in uh, Death Valley. Yeah, make you a little concoction with all the stuff in the bathroom. Yeah, that helped him. It helped him enough to get away. Yeah, man, she just she doesn't even turn around or try to. Uh, well, she was helping her daughter, so I'm I'm all right. I mean, but kind even of felt still, like her daughter man, was up on the roof. By then, it, she was. She was pretty much already uh, at a safe distance. But she, I mean, she could have turned around easily and and fought her. But then uh, there wouldn't have been no death scene for us, I guess. So, all right, yeah, because this is what it says here. Cindy escapes from the trailer roof. Mike and Luke find this. All right, this is the part. Says Mike and Luke find the voicemail that Cindy left on their on their uncle. Cindy left for her uncle in the trailer, realizing the offenders are waiting for them 
to arrive. So, yeah, it was a voicemail. I don't remember that scene unless it was something that. Why are they listening to voicemails? I I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so after fending off the man with the mask with a gun, uh, they head back to their family trailer where they find Cindy dead. All right. Who had a gun? The dad? I don't remember that. Did they find it at the uncle's? Probably. Cause I, I don't because he didn't seem like the type like he brought a gun with him. So they, they must have found it at the uncle's. Must have been a pistol because I don't remember him holding a rifle. Well, I think it was a pistol because later um, when. Uh, what's his name? The brother has a chance to shoot one of them. He doesn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I think that, yo, they did shoot at him and then he took off. Because that's when they go back to the trailer and uh, they find um, he finds his wife dead. And they're like, oh, fuck. So they end up getting in the minivan because uh, they, they don't find Kenzie there. So they get in the minivan and they're driving down the road looking for her. And all of a sudden, as they're driving down the road looking, they're not. It's just, I don't know. That was the thing about this part. It was cool. But how this trailer park is set. And there's, it's pretty much lit. There's streetlights everywhere. Somebody threw, it says here, bricks. I, I, don't, I don't know what it was. It just like it happened like really fast. It's a cinder block. I assume that's what it would have been. How did you not see that person standing there on the side of the road uh, to throw that thing? But Yeah, and, and I watched this scene over again. It's clearly the, I call him Sackhead, but I guess he's just, they call him the man in the mask, but... That I like Sackhead better. Um, he he clearly throws the the brick or cinder block or whatever, but then he's in the truck like right after. After he uh, after the boy after the boy left, he comes because yeah, I guess when he, he when took the, off running. Because um, <laughs> he told uh, he told him all right go go because uh he. They uh after they hit he threw whatever at the windshield, they and they crashed into another trailer. And um so that was another thing. I mean the road and then the trailers are up kind of on hills. So he must have just punched it to drive up that hill super fast to crash into that trailer. But it crashed into the um the the staircase that's uh made of wood and it some of it crashed through the windshield. Uh, and got him and look something uh some i don't know some piece of wood came out and stabbed him in the stomach or on the side the whole wooden post was in his stomach yeah so i and all right I, I don't know i'm sure it could happen but i i don't i don't know i don't want to try to just figure out the science of that <laughs> <laughs> so he um he tells his son to go he's like he goes all right i'll, I'll go get help i'll be back so he he leaves and then off in the distance, we see the the sack head. <laughs> so I called. I just thought it was a man in the mask. But all right, sack head sounds good. And I don't know how good this uh, this gunny sack feels on your face. I wouldn't want to feel that scratching on me. So that's how ruthless these killers were. He just gets in. He turns on the music to his station, I guess. He must yeah, you got to find the right song. He's like. 
the kid of the eighties, <laughs> I guess. So he kind of finds a little heartwarming song. And the dad can't run nowhere. He's pinned to his seat through that post. And then he pulls out a uh uh, what the fuck? A nice pick. And he liked it. He's just toying with him. He's just sitting there, kind of looking around, just looking straight ahead. Turns up the volume on the radio. And the dad is plead, pleading. Don't do this. Don't kill me or whatever he's saying. And, and, all right, that's another thing. I, pull the keys out and stab him in the face with it or anything. In my truck, I got I got things I can reach. That that uh, that can turn into weapons. <laughs> yeah, but that's me. Um, yeah, yeah. That's like like I said. That's just my one. I I really love this movie, but I just felt like neither one of the parents didn't really have no fight. I just assume these were rich people, and they think everything's all good. All everything's good in the hood. <laughs> but yeah. but then but then there would be no movie. But I yeah. felt for him, man. I mean, you you feel you're hopeless. You can't do anything. And that, that's how the mom was. She felt hopeless, but she made sure her kids were safe. Same thing. This same thing with the dad here. He made sure his son was safe. Go, take off. I'll be all right. He he probably knew this is it for me. But Yeah. And they they had a they, they had a they had a nice moment cuz if you think about it his last words were to his son was I'm very proud of you. Yeah. So I mean these these, these weren't shithead parents. I mean, we're not all good parents, but <laughs> they were they were nice. It was the daughter that was the shithead, and the son was the one that's got to have that one kid that's the the voice of reason. But he just shanks that guy with the ice pick. I think it got him in the neck because blood starts coming out of his mouth. And then he's just sitting there, like, tuning out to the music, and then he turns it off and wipes the blood off of his uh, ice pick. And then just gets out of the truck. <laughs> I was like, damn. But I thought that was cool. I liked when they didn't take, they took their time. They didn't just slash and kill and get the hell out of there. Well, I assume because they were out in the middle of nowhere. Same thing with the original one. Yeah, th- this was something they clearly enjoyed doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had the gun. They said they drive the minivan around. Shouting for Kenzie, the man in the mask throws a brick in the windshield, causing the van to crash. The man impaled with a wooden plank. He then takes Luke. He then gives Luke the gun, telling him to find his sister. Luke leaves. Mike is killed by the man in the mask with the nice pick. All right. Says Kenzie encounters Dollface and it was is stabbed before she is being rescued by Luke and points a gun at Dollface. All right. This is the part I don't remember. Um, I remember she was hurt, but I couldn't remember by who, because we see her later when the, her brother ties something around her um, her leg and she's running. So, did she just stab her when she when uh, when when Kenzie saw her? Yeah, I think Dollface was. I think she was hiding under her blanket, like she just expected them to be in there. I was just gonna hide under this blanket until somebody showed up. Oh, they kind okay. of popped out and stabbed her, and that's when Luke came. And had a chance to shoot her, but just told her to drop your knife. And then when she dropped the knife, they, like, took off running, which was weird because she can just pick the knife right back up. Yeah. I mean, if you have a gun, you better – if you're going to point your gun at someone, you need to be 
be ready to use it, but then there would be no movie. <laughs> That's always my go-to. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but then again, this doesn't seem like a family that that has guns in the house and and teaches their kids gun safety. This kid just just didn't didn't have the balls to use it. I mean, we all probably don't have those balls when it when it comes down to it. But um, yeah, he just. just Kenzie was trying to get the gun. She was like, give me the gun. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess she's the one with the big balls. But then she was the one with all attitude. That's why they were shipping her off to boarding school. <laughs> so uh, They said, encounters Dollface, rescued by Luke, points his down, threatening the shooter. They instead go into another trailer, bandages up Kenzie's wounds before man the mask drives the truck into the trailer. Yeah, that's right. That's that's the part I remember because when they got into this trailer, um, she's just like, "Oh fuck!" and mom's dead, and she's like, "It's all right." I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get out of here. Um, I just assumed that Luke must have figured their dad died because he didn't even bring him up again uh, after all that. So he bandages her, her, or he just gets something that just wraps her leg up to to kind of stop the bleeding, uh, like a pressure wrap. And then as they're sitting there, all of a sudden, here comes that uh, truck, comes crashing into the living room. And then they're like, ah, they jump up and they, they go out the, of a side window and run off into the woods. All right. For those of you that, that are familiar with trailers, they're not flat on the ground. They're they're up high, uh, be stilts or whatever to, to elevate it up. And this truck came driving straight in like it was as high as as the trailer is. So I was kind of like, hmm. Either he came full speed up that hill and jumped into it, or I don't know. But it's a, it's a movie trailer. Because <laughs> then when we see that truck back up, he's flat on the ground. But uh, all right. Yeah, movie trailer. <laughs> so they, they end up taking off and, and, and running down the road. They escape Luke Hyde's Kinsey in the porch. Uh, for safety when he runs to the general store to call for help. All right, yeah, so he he kind of like puts her she can't move very good at this at this time. He t- he kind of hides her under these uh stairs and just like hey, just stay here. I'm going to go try to get help. I'll come back for you. So he takes off and he goes into the the little store. He goes in there, he doesn't see anybody and the phones don't work. And then uh he goes out into no the uh did the pool come on in the music? I yeah. think it did. And then he goes outside to uh out there and he realizes that that no one's there. Or I mean somebody else is there because um that one eighties classic always reminds me of uh the hang not hangover, uh old school when the Dan band's singing the um Turn around. Yeah, the total clips of the heart song. <laughs> That's that was the scene I was talking about with Which this. Was, this was a great song to play, and I love the shot when um, it was a pinup girl is running up behind him, and it, the 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 shot kind of is far away, and then it zooms in. Yeah, because he's outside, kind of looking around, and uh, he has a little putter uh, as a weapon. He's just kind of holding that, and then she just comes running out of the dark, and he just. Woof, Hits her in the face and then she goes down, and then he walks up. He walks up to her and she like 
opens her eyes and sits up, and then they're kind of wrestling around. He takes the knife away from her and then just starts stabbing her. He's doing the one-hand move, and then he's got the two-hand move, and he just, I think he stabbed her like six times. Yeah, looped and found his balls. Yeah, so he, he killed her. She was done. And then when he stands up and he's looking around and then he starts yelling, I killed. No, he uh, as he, he gets up, here comes the guy in the mask. He comes running at Luke with the with the axe. And then he kind of like starts pushing things away. And he's swinging around that. Uh, no, he didn't. I think he he didn't have it. Um, he goes, I killed one of yours. And then they start uh, um, wrestling around and then Luke falls. Uh, into the pool and then uh the guy with the with the mask he he's he's wrestling around with luke and then he he falls in the pool uh, as well all of this is while when that's that music is playing in the background yeah so, uh, i loved how when you would go underwater you would kind of drown out the sound of the song and then you come back up and you hear it again yeah the camera work during this scene so whoever the cameraman was going back and forth in and out of the water. And I love how you can still hear the music blasting when the camera goes underwater. <laughs> so it's muffled, but you can still hear it. Uh, so they're, they're wrestling around under the water. I mean, these guys are holding their breaths for a long time. Um, Luke drops the knife. And, and no, the guy drops the knife because they're wrestling around. But then Luke starts to run or tries to run. Uh, in the water, but then the guy in the mask comes up behind him and then just boom, stabs Luke in the back and then just leaves him for dead. I like I like this scene. It's a it's a high shot. The man in the mask is just standing there looking at him and then he just kind of walks off frame. And we see Luke just floating there on his back in a pool of blood. And the music totally clips with the heart. It's pretty much the end of the song. And it just I don't know what they were thinking of using this this song, but it just fit the entire scene of this because I basically played the whole song during this and Luke is just floating there in the water, blood coming out of his mouth. And I was like, Oh weak, man. I was I was just hoping that somebody would have come to save him. And it did. His sister she comes and pulls him out of the water because we we fi- we figured this is it for Luke, but he's kind of slowly trying to make his way to the side of the pool, and his sister comes and then pulls him out out of the pool. So I thought I was happy this this happened. Yeah. But she gets him inside uh, of the pool house, I guess, and she's just leaves him there because she's gonna go go get help. So, oh, excuse me, <coughs> man. So when then she leaves, okay, let me see. Where are we on this? I think this is when she runs into the deputy. Okay, uh, okay, kids. Okay, an angry man. In the mask approaches Luke, attacks him, stabs him in the back, leaving him to die in the pool. Kinsey finds Luke and rescues him before setting off to find help. Yeah, this is when uh, she's running down the road. And this car comes up behind her, and she thinks it's um, the, the guys in the truck because it's been chasing them that whole time. But it turns out it's a deputy, and she is just trying to just tell him like, "Oh my God, 
Uh, there's crazy people out there. They're out there. They're trying to kill us. And he's like, uh, okay, I'll I'll help you. We'll we'll get help and whatever he's trying to say. And while she's talking to him, Dollface comes up behind him and just slits his throat. And he's done for. So she's ah. So she jumps into the uh, the little deputy's uh, jeep. Uh, the keys are not in it. So she's like, oh, fuck. So she's kind of just like, oh, man, what is she going to do? She doesn't know Dollface is kind of toying with her. And she's holding the keys in front of the window. And uh, Kenzie's just like, fuck. So she's like um, trying to do something. She, uh, Dollface gets into the car and then starts cutting her with the knife. All right, I had an issue with this part. <laughs> it's cool, but uh, inside pretty much every squad car there's always that shotgun in the front seat um it's always locked uh maybe he unlocked it before he got out but i don't know <laughs> maybe it's protocol to unlock it before you get out of your squad car uh, because she was trying to get it off first and it wouldn't come out but then when uh she uh kicked dollface kind of she fell out of the car a little bit she pulled the uh the shotgun off uh, off the little stand and then she pumps one, and then just blows Dollface out. Point blank, pretty much in the chest. Should have killed her instantly, but it's a movie. No, she she was going to die if she wasn't going to get this second one. <laughs> yeah, because she crawls out, and uh, Dollface is laying there. She's still kind of breathing because she's trying. looks like she was trying to get up. But then Kinsey walks over there and takes off her mask. And uh, this is the first time we see one of their faces. And this is when she asks her, why Why did you guys do this? And then she says, why not? I'm watching this, everyone. <laughs> but the crazy look in her eyes and the smile that she has on her face with blood coming out of her mouth. And then Kenzie just kind of steps back, pumps one more, dish, full, another point blank. Uh, and I don't know if it was in the head or the chest again, but so that chick's dead. So, I like these. I like these simple lines though. This uh, why not and the first one because you were home. Yeah, it's just creepy. It's just because they wanted to. <laughs> so wait, yeah, that's yeah, just simple. I mean. Just crazy people. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, there's nothing to it. There's no huge explanation on, on why they were doing this. It's just, all right, yeah, you were home, and why not? So she gets back into the car. Um, she has the keys now because she took them from this chick, and then she starts up the car, but of course, eh, it won't start. So she's like, ah, starts shaking the car like they all do. Shake the steering wheel to make it go. But then uh, she kind of gets it going, but then we see headlights behind her, and here comes the man in the mask, full speed in those old-school uh, Ford Tough trucks, and just plows into the back of her. And she, ah, she just she just falls pretty much, uh, just falls forward, and then he backs up and then goes. He's, I, mean, this, this is, I like this part because he slowly drives around. She could have easily jumped out and ran for it, but maybe she had whiplash. I don't know. But he drives around, so she kind of he sees her, 
and then he just comes full speed and t-bones her and uh she jumps out and then because she sees that uh the truck is uh leaking gas so she walks she gets out and the man the mask he doesn't get out of the truck he's just sitting there looking at her and uh she's he's he's jamming to um it was an air supply song uh, i think it's that making making love out of wait <laughs> making love out of nothing at all i can't sing everyone that song <laughs> but second second had the jams though yeah he did uh, out of everything in this movie which was awesome but to me a kid of the 80s the soundtrack was fire it was all my my, my childhood anyway yeah somebody's <laughs> listening make that playlist yeah so um she's she's ah she's flipping out he's just sitting there gas is pouring out of the truck and he just he's just looking at her not even trying to get out of the truck she uh pulls out her her zippo lights it and she's kind of laughing and crying at the same time throws it down and the whole car goes up in flames and then she's she's kind of just standing there staring at it and then she gets out and uh she starts. No, she's already out of the car. She starts walking down the road, and as she's walking, uh, her back is to the to the fire. She's walking and crying. Then we just see that truck back up, and then slowly start coming at her. Maybe the flames were that loud she didn't hear it, or maybe her ears were ringing from the shotgun blasts. I don't know, but it just came running. It was came driving at her, and she was ah. She just starts running. And she gets to this bridge, and then the truck stops, and and the guy with the the mask kind of he gets out and starts uh, walking towards her, and then he's looking at her, and she's just like she's laying there on the ground, and then she he just his uh, half of his mask is burnt because we see uh, his, his face is all burned up, and then he just she falls on the ground. And then she gets up and ah, she starts walking down the road. And next we see this uh, lady and her son driving down the road. And then Kenzie's ah, she jumps in front of their their car, so they stop. Uh, the mom gets out to go see if she's all right, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And then she kind of has a startled look, like, "Oh fuck!" And then she turns, <laughs> and then the we see the b- behind Kenzie. Here comes the man in the mask, and she's like, ah. So this is the part they ripped off from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The mom gets back in the car and floors it. Kenzie runs and jumps and hops in the back uh, of the truck. And we see the man in the mask chasing the truck. And he grabs onto the back of the tail. Excuse me. The tailgate and jumps in. And uh, at first I was thinking, why? luckily there was a bat in the backseat. But that kid was playing with a baseball. All right. So maybe he just threw his bat in the back. Um, so she grabs a bat. As he's, he swung the axe but missed. And she grabs that bat and just nails him to the side of the head. It looks like he just blew his skull apart and killed him. And then he just he just falls off. And he's laying in the road as they're hauling ass down the street. It says right here, time after, sometime after, Kenzie is at the hospital with Luke recovering from his injuries. As Kenzie awake, awakens from a nightmare, she hears a jack-in-the-box toy, knowing she heard earlier in a, when encountering Dollface. Along with a knock at the door. Um, oh, that was when they first went in that trailer. 
so yeah. that she she heard that oh okay so now re- just reading this I, I didn't really think about it when i was watching it do you think this is like a a dream or did this really happen i think it's her having like what do you call it ptsd yeah or maybe that's how they can make another one <laughs> i mean then again i mean i always was iffy on if sackhead died or not i know we kind of see him laying there and his eyes are open like he's dead i mean some just kind of didn't sit well with me not not in a bad way but like like if he was dead or not i mean we did see blood fly out but i don't know he, he could have been bleeding from his his burn wounds i don't know he could could have died uh from just the head trauma or maybe he survived i, I have no idea but i got I, I mean th- reading this now i kind of i kind of thought there might have been a a dream like she was she survived but her brother uh he didn't oh he was in a hospital no, I'm just saying that was in the dream part. Or, oh. or, or was this ending part of dream? Oh, I get brother, what you're saying. Did her brother really die? Kind of like that Friday the 13th ending. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, maybe he did survive. And maybe, yeah, like you said, PTSD just freaked her out. But or maybe they were in the children's ward. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, now that's, that's the end of your movie. Uh, it made a killing in the box office, pun intended. Uh, the budget was five million, and it raked in thirty-two point one million dollars. Damn, that's crazy. I don't know how much the original one made. Um, probably just because. Um, did that one do good? Oh hell yeah, it did. But for the first one, uh, uh, that one was nine million, and it it boxed office eighty-two point four million dollars. Yeah, I was there opening night with my scary ass brother. Every time somebody would pop up in the in the background, he'd be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> the, the town that I live in, I don't get that anymore. But where I grew up in Oakland, I got that every horror movie. Everybody talking to the screen. You always got that one person. Oh, what the fuck? Ah, yeah. why are you doing that, <laughs> bitch? What are you doing? <laughs> that was my brother. And he he would always like grab you and then just like, no, I ain't scared. I was protecting you. <laughs> oh man, that was um my friend's brother. He was like that too. He would not shut up the whole movie. Oh man, oh, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I would have did this. I was like, dude, we have to like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the strangers pray at night. Awesome film. I love we both love it. Now, what were you saying that they're going to do? A trilogy? They already filmed it. Not the trilogy. Uh, It's a planned trilogy, but uh, they already filmed the first one, directed by Rennie Harlan. Uh, Let's see. The Strangers Chapter 1 is scheduled for release uh, 2024. First of a planned trilogy. Hmm. Chapter it's, one? Yeah, it's not from what I understand, it's not a continuation, but it will honor the the first two movies. So I guess we'll get like Easter eggs of the first movies. Well, the picture I'm looking at 
we see um, uh, that same Ford tough truck. Um, I don't know if that's doll face or baby doll. Then we see the guy in the, the man in the sack head. And it says here, The Strangers, Chapter 1. A young couple drive across country toward a new beginning. Unfortunately, they have no choice but to stop in a secluded Airbnb in Oregon and endure a night of terror against three masked strangers. Yep, Directed by Rennie Harlan, written by Alan R. Cohen, Alan Friedland, and Amber Lautfi. Yeah, and I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they showed something at New York Comic Con. Oh, man, I wanted to go this year. So we'll probably uh, we'll probably get some kind of teaser here pretty soon. Yep. Uh, looks like there's a lot of people in this one. And I do not see anyone that is uh, like mask head or yeah, they don't, they don't have any of the people that are who the killers are. But the great Richard Brake is in it, and I'll watch anything he is in. I'm yeah. looking at this cast. I don't know offhand who any of these people are. I kind of like that. Yeah, when it's just people you don't know. Yeah. All right. I didn't I didn't know that, boys and girls. You learn something new every day. Now I'm super excited. Yeah, it doesn't say a release date. It just says 2024. And the pictures, if you go on IMDb, there's already uh, screen screen stills from the film. I do like the one that I just said, uh, the one of the mask guy. That looks pretty cool. But All right, everyone. That is it this episode. And, uh, come back tomorrow for more. So until then, be safe out there and party on.